0: All right, so back at it with episode two, and today's episode is called You Versus You. A lot of people, or I'm not sure how you take that, you know, it's supposed to be open. It's supposed to be something that is for you to really evaluate you and how you feel like your life's going and where you are now versus where you feel like you think you can be. Um, What can you do different to get where you think that you can be? You know, you versus you isn't so much about me personally or my personal journey. Even though I will talk a little bit about that, but it's more so for you guys. Everybody who listens to it, I challenge you to ask yourself some of those questions. To ask yourself, do you feel like you... As far as the your mindset and beliefs are more in control than you, as in your just physical body. And when I say that, I mean more days than not, do you find yourself making yourself wake up at the time you said you were going to wake up every day? Or do you find more often than not, you say you're going to wake up at seven and you wake up and your body still feel tired so you don't get up. You versus you is really just meant to open your eyes to things you could be doing better, things you could be doing more of, things that if you changed just a little bit, things that if you made them into habits could really catapult your life in the direction that you expect to be versus where you are. At the end of the day, your life, your chart, your business, you know, whatever you do, And the results that you see from it is nothing more than a reflection of you and the actions that you put in. You know, and some of you might not agree with or you might not think. But for traders like myself, my trading was my trading was the most inconsistent. When my life was inconsistent, when I didn't have a set time, I was waking up when I worked out when I felt like it, when some days I went out, some days I didn't. When I didn't have a set schedule, when I didn't have set good habits. When I wasn't putting at least 1% in each day, when I didn't have zero days. You know, I didn't I wasn't consistent. I wasn't reading every day. I wasn't going over things every day. I had these spurts of times where I got this just random good energy where I was like I need to be doing this, this, that and I did all of those things for a whole day. And then the next day Did whatever I felt like, whether that was I was tired, I felt lazy. You know, I did what I felt. And that's when my results were very inconsistent. I would win some. I would have these spurts of where I was winning and being very profitable and doing really well. And, you know, ironically, they were during those times where I was putting in that work. And then the minute that I felt comfortable, the minute that I felt like I didn't need to do that, the minute that I start letting my body take more control than my mind and my beliefs, I started to lose money, draw down, lose trades, get emotionally attached, get upset, take things personal. And it helped me realize that no matter what you want to do, no matter if you want to be, uh, seven, eight figure trader, whether you want to own businesses, even if you just want to be an employee, you have to change your habits the way that you think, the way that you move to get the results you want. I mean, if you choose to be an employee, that's you. But if you're the best employee that they have, you're going to make more, you're going to have more opportunities open to you, and you'll be able to scale up the ladder a lot faster. If you change the way you think as a business owner or a trader, you'll see, if you create that consistency in your life outside of trading, you'll see it in trading. For your business, if you create some type of consistency outside of your business, You will start to see those results in your business. And it's because, like I said, all of your results are nothing but a reflection of you and who you are. So, hearing something like that and how focused that you probably are on yourself right now and questions you might be asking yourself, and even if you feel down, like it's okay to go through the emotions that you feel towards yourself. Like, one thing about I would say everyone in general is we're so harsh on others, like even the nicest people like, yeah, you're nice, but you know the thoughts that go through your head. And we're so harsh on others. We're so judgmental. We hold everybody else in our life to such a high standard. And then when it comes to ourselves, we try to baby ourselves. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you got it next time. Oh, you did this. This could have been better. Like. And then wonder why we aren't where we're getting. The person who should be the hardest on you is you. And, and I don't mean that in an unhealthy way. I mean that in a way of you should always be looking to challenge yourself. If your goal is to get in better shape, if you set the goal that you're going to go to the gym every day at 7 a.m., you need to be making sure that you're waking up at 7 a.m. Every day single day. Don't be soft on yourself. Don't say, oh no, you did it. You've been waking up every day for the last six days. So on this seventh day, you can stay asleep or go to the gym later. No, if you didn't go already make that agreement with yourself in advance, if that wasn't part of, you said you were going to work out every day for a month at 7am and you've only been in a week. No, don't take that break. Even if you go do a lighter exercise, Do what you said you were going to do. That also creates consistency. Like if every time you say you're going to do something, you do it. Then your words start to have power. Then when you set those big goals, like I am going to be a millionaire, I am going to be a billionaire. I will own 5,000 hotels. I will own 5,000 apartment complexes or 5,000 different businesses. The power that you created by doing the little things you said you were going to do automatically creates a belief in your head that that's going to happen. You don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know how that's going to happen, but you know it's going to happen. And that leads me to the point of waiting on your time, not being so competitive. You know, people always say competition is healthy. And the truth of the matter is, I mean, in sports, sports definitely is. But in an entrepreneurial life or just regular in general life, it's not. And I'll say I was even guilty of believing that at one point. But, you know, reading the things that I study now have opened my mind. So I'm going to let you guys know what's on my mind. And hopefully it can help you. And if not, hey, hopefully it can help you help somebody else possibly. But competing isn't healthy for you. Because it restricts your ability to create new ideas and be creative. Now to go a little deeper into how that's the case. Think about the last time you found yourself competing with somebody. Now, even for the people who are in here or the people who might be listening and saying, you know, I don't compare myself to nobody. I'm only worried about me. Think about the last point in your life. Where you were competitive, whether that be you wanted to be the first person to finish a book in your class. You wanted to have a higher score than the person who normally has the highest score. You wanted to win a race or a game or anything. Think about the last time that you were competitive. Were you more focused on finding a new way? Were you more focused on... Thinking of new ideas, creating a new business, finding a different way to study. Or were you more focused on what that other person was doing and only trying to do more than they were doing? For most people, the answer is going to be they were more focused on the other person because they wanted to make sure they were doing more than the other person. If that makes sense. If I'm competing with somebody and I want to get a higher score on the test and they say they study for one hour. I was only studying for an hour and 30 minutes because I wanted to do more than they were doing. What you should strive for is not to compete, but to dominate. You want to put yourself in a space where you automatically are doing what others don't want to do. Because when you do that, you give yourself an unfair advantage. You feel me? Like my birthday was yesterday. Um, I'm a Libra, so I'm all about balance in the scales. And I'm all about being fair. But when it comes to you, when it comes to your success, when it comes to your potential, you got to understand. The vision that you have is completely different from somebody else, no matter how close y'all are. Like literally, my best friend is like a brother to me. We both want to be rich. We both are in the entrepreneurial lane. We both have similar goals. The thing is, my vision different than his. I might want a different house than he have. I might want different cars than he have, you know. I might want to work out a little bit later in the day than he has to. I might want to wake up a little earlier than he has to. He might go to sleep a little later than I do. You feel me? And like everything that we're doing is in connection to our vision. So you got to understand that just because so-and-so is getting it right now and they might be younger than you and you might not feel like they put in the work or whatever hating type of mentality you have, you have to let it go, even if it's not hating, even if it's just some type of motivation. Now, if this is motivation, you got to be very careful with that. Because when you use other people's success as motivation, you get close to that thin line of domination and competing. Now, when I say when I mention competing about how you're looking at what somebody else is doing and only trying to do more. So that you can beat them when you dominate, you still look at what other people are doing, except you're not just looking to do more than they do. You're looking to see. What's working with what they're doing and then putting that into your own philosophy. So to go back to my example, if I'm trying to get a higher test on, if I'm trying to get a higher grade on the test than somebody else as a competition, I'm only going to study more than they study. But if I if but if my goal is in, instead of trying to get a higher grade on the test than him this one time. If my goal coming into class is I'm going to have the highest grade in this class regardless, then let's say they get a higher grade than me on the test and they tell everybody it's because they study for an hour. I take that they study for an hour and then I look at how much I'm studying and I say, hey, this person said they're studying three days a week for an hour and that's working for them. So, you know what I want to do? I want to try studying for an hour for five days and see what that does for me. And that is the difference. When you're competing, you're only focused on doing better than someone else. So you restrict your own creativity. When you're focused on dominating, you're able to take the best parts of what somebody else is doing. And apply them in a way that's best for you. See, that second situation of me wanting to dominate the class, it was never I'm going to study for an hour for five days instead of three days because I want to be better than that person. No, I felt like I had an hour in each of my five days in which I can study. And I know that's something that everybody else is not doing, which is giving me an unfair advantage. But an unfair advantage is what we want, especially when it comes from hard work. Feel me? Like certain things aren't meant to be fair. Certain things aren't meant to be fair. Now, when I say that, I don't want it taken the wrong way. I'm not saying I don't think people deserve homes. I I believe everybody deserves to have a place to sleep, to have something to eat, and that that's something they shouldn't have to worry about. But certain things, such as how much money people. Have shouldn't be fair if I work if I work harder to have more then I worked harder to have more and if I tell you exactly how I work and you know you're not working up to that level you can't get mad you can't want the results of the 1% that you're doing what the 99% is doing you know you gotta be willing to change the way you think you gotta be willing to change your habits You know, and the biggest point that I was getting to, you just got to wait for your time. You can't really compare yourself to somebody else. You just have to know that, hey, I changed my habits. I'm doing this better. I'm doing more of this. I'm taking massive action. I'm doing what other people aren't doing to give myself an unfair advantage. And you have to believe it's going to come. You know, one of the most helpful things I heard was. Picture what you'll do with your first million dollars, hundred thousand, whatever, whatever number you want to put in your head. Imagine an amount of money that you would be. You know, a lot of money to you right now, or you can make it your overall goal, whether that's a million dollars, billion dollars, 10 million, 100 million. Think about it. Think about that check in your head. And then keep it there. You know, cash that check in your head. Basically, and basically what that does, it ch- it changes your brain. You're not so worried on the little stuff because you know it's coming. You don't know when it's coming, but you already know, hey, I got this million dollar check up here. Um, I'm just waiting for it to physically come. That's all. I already got the million dollars. I'm just waiting for it to physically come to me. So, when you got to pay for a course to learn about a business to learn about trading to learn about whatever it is you want to do, you're not worried about it but just because it's a hundred bucks you're not worried about it because it might be five hundred because you know the return on that investment is a whole lot more, and that's another part that I want i'm not going I'm not saying just I'm not saying just go out there and blindly spend a whole bunch of money because you cashed a million dollar check in your head. No, no, no. But Anything that will benefit you that is going to cost you money. If you have the ability to do it now. Go ahead and do it. Don't give yourself. It's never going to be a great time. It's never going to be a perfect time. It's always going to be something coming up. But if you can do it now, go ahead and do it, because the return on that investment Is what's getting you closer to physically getting that million-dollar check that you cashed in your head. And that's the way you got to think. You can't be thinking, oh, I got $500 left, but I want to go out this weekend. So if I buy this $300 course that I know would help me out, I won't have money to go out. No, you should be willing to make that sacrifice. Once you buy the course, you shouldn't be going out anyway. So... You spend the three hundred on a course and you get to save the two hundred you were going to spend at a club or something because now you're taking that time to go through your course and study that course and I'm not saying you have to work all day every day all the time, like i don't believe that what I will say is i. Don't judge anybody off of how they decide to work and what they are comfortable with. Because the main the main truth is all of our lives are different. Even if you had a twin and y'all grew up in the same household, your life is different. At some point, you go through something that they don't go through. And that's true about all of us. At some point, we go through something that somebody else just hasn't gone through. And when situations like that arise, you got to understand why people think differently, why people feel like they need more or they need less. So I never judge somebody. If you're comfortable making 100K a year and like that's what makes you happy. I'm not going to judge you and say, oh, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Oh, you know, if you work a little bit harder and do this. No, you have to find the balance that works for you in your life. If going out on the weekends If you make a hundred K a year, you can go out on the weekends, you're not behind on no bills, you have everything that you want and everything that you need, like who am I to tell you that you should work harder so that you can make two hundred K? You know, I feel like success isn't given to anybody, but it's a decision that everybody gets to make. I don't think it's just randomly like, you get success, you get success, you get success, you don't get it, you don't get it, you get it, you get it. No, I do believe that certain situations and circumstances make it harder. It makes it feel like you have nothing left to give. But if if you can start out in something that hard and still push yourself through it, through all the statistics, through all the ups, through all the downs, You just did nothing but prepare yourself even more for that success that's coming. Like, success is a choice. And I say that as somebody who has came from sleeping in one room with all four of my other siblings. I say that as somebody who didn't always get to, didn't always enjoy a meal at night, I say that as somebody who came from hard beginnings who came from a statistic of he's not gonna do anything he's not gonna do this he's not gonna do that. he's not even gonna go to college. You know I came from where people didn't know if you were gonna make it to see eighteen or not 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 sixty, not fifty, not even forty eighteen so As tough as your situation may be, I'll never judge what you have to do. I'll never judge how hard you decide to work towards what you do. Because my vision is different to yours. You know, what I'm trying to accomplish might be completely different from what you're trying to accomplish. And that's another reason why you got to focus on you. You feel me? And it might, it might raise some eyebrows. It might push, hit some people in the wrong way. It might, Have some people leave your life who you didn't expect to leave your life. But in a motivational video I was watching, Steve Harvey said it best. If you make the choice of success and you believe in God or a God of some sort, depending on your religion, you know, and you believe that you just have to put in the work and everything else will take care of itself. Then you also have to believe that it's a purpose and reason for certain things and people being removed at the time of your life that they are. You gotta understand, God sees things that you don't see. He hears conversations that you didn't hear, and He makes, He takes action and makes decisions that you wouldn't make. I'm sure at some point or another, we've all had a time where. Something has happened to us, or some type of change just came along that just had us feeling distraught. Like just had us feeling so down. Like I don't know how I'm gonna live after this. And a couple months later, a couple years later, sometimes even a couple weeks later, like you see that blessing in disguise. <laughs> and then once you see that blessing in disguise, you're like, ah, oh, it's like a light bulb clicks. You're like, oh, I see why that had to happen. For this to have to happen. And now I'm way further than I ever expected to be because that happened. And that's why my next and last point before this one ends is going to be setting goals higher than what you think you can achieve. You know, I was having a talk with my friend and I was telling him I've been going to the gym every single day. Like, even on days that my body hurt, I go in there and I do something like like, even if I'm not, even if I just do my run or something like, like, I'm going to go every day because that's the expectation I set for myself. Now, I didn't say I'm going to go in there and kill myself every day because now that's just unhealthy. But I didn't say I can go every day. Like, I'm not the type of person who just going to walk in and walk out. But even if I did, that still considered me going. You know, that's me keeping a promise to myself. But we were having to talk about it to get back on track. He was pretty much, t- and I was telling him, like, how I don't eat before I go. And... Then when he originally asked me, I didn't have a reason. But he was like, you know, it's healthier to do this. You know, you got to be doing something because your body's running on E. How can you work your body out when your body's running on E? And I was like, OK. So for like a couple of days, I actually tried it. You know, I ate like a rice cake with some peanut butter or some just ate something before I went to the gym. And I didn't feel right. Like it, it wasn't that I felt sick or anything like that or I couldn't get through my workouts. I actually had a lot more energy. But mentally I just felt kind of numb or stuck. And so I went back to working out without eating to see what the difference was. And I found out the difference was the the mindset and stuff it was creating in me. Like honestly, I work out without eating and the, I work out honestly more for my mental health and my mindset than I do to be in physical shape. Like, of course, I want to look good. Yeah, I don't mind having muscles and six pack busting out my shirts and stuff like that. But ultimately, I do it for my mindset. And when me and my friend had another conversation, I brought it up to him. I was like, hey, I finally realized why I work out without eating. And I let him know. I told him, hey, the reason that I work out without eating is because. In the beginning of my workout, you're right, my stomach be growling, my body feel weak, you know. I feel like I'm not going to make it through. I feel like I have nothing left to give, like all of my energy is gone, there's no way I can complete this workout. And then I tap into a gear that I didn't know was there, and, my, and I just, and I finish the workout regardless. I push through. I keep going. And the next thing you know, I'm on the last set and I completely finish through. And doing that over and over and having to go through that over and over makes that a habit for me, not just in the weight room, but in life. And I think it's a habit that everybody can use. You know, when you feel like you have nothing left, when you feel like you tapped out, when you feel like you maxed out your potential, when you feel like there's nowhere else for you to go, you got to be able to tap into that secret compartment that you didn't know was there and go even further than that. And that's why you want to set goals higher than you think you can achieve, because if you set a goal that you think you can achieve and you hit it, then boom, you feel satisfied. You never feel like, oh, you you feel satisfied because you did exactly What you said and what you expected. But the truth of the matter is, when a lot of us say and set goals. Most times we end up either coming a little bit short of it or exceeding it a hundred times. And for me personally, if I'm going to be in a situation where I'm going to come up short on a goal, like like I said before, prepare for the worst playing for the best. So worst case, most people come short of their goals, but best case, you know, they exceed them. So in the worst case, if I'm going to come short of a goal, I would rather come short of a goal that's 10 times more than I expect, than come short on a goal that I was just 100% sure I can achieve. Like me personally, I'm 100% sure I can achieve a million dollars. I'm not 100% sure I can achieve a billion though, but I'm going to set a billion as my goal, Because imagine how much money I would still have if I come up short on making a billion dollars versus coming up short on making a million dollars. And if I exceed that, you know, we're not even talking about the good right now. But if I exceed that, then it's going to be nothing but smiles. But even if I come if I come up short on a billion dollars, even if I come up short by 50 percent, that's still 500 million. I come up short on a million by 50%. That's 500,000. You get it? Like, you can set the goal. You can set a goal higher than what you think your potential is and still just kind of know where you can take it and then try to go further than that. I just challenge everybody who listen to this. Instead of focusing on getting into that one goal, instead of focusing on... I just want to have a million dollars. Have that goal tied to something else. Push yourself to see how far you can take something instead of just hitting that and then not knowing where to go. Your first goal should be you're going to make a million. And then you should have another goal of, okay, I want to take this million. Now I made this million. I said I can make, let's see if I can turn this one million into two. Okay, boom, I was able to turn that to two. Let's see if I could turn this two into four. Instead of just getting the million dollars, feeling like you're set, and then putting yourself on cruise control for the rest of your life, see how far you can take it. You're only here for a limited amount of time. Like, and the crazy thing is, you don't know how much time that is. That's the one surprise to us all. Nobody can accurately sit here and tell you how much time you got left. If I ask you how many Mondays you got left, how many summers you got left, how many trips home you got left, how many vacations you got left. These are scary questions, but questions that nobody can know the answer to no matter what. So while you're here in the time that you are here, why not see and push yourself to the max of what the potential God gave you? God gave us all something. It ain't always book smarts. It ain't always athletics. You know, God gave us all something and he put it within us. So why not maximize what he gave you to see exactly what you can make out of it? Then to set a goal you know is achievable, hit it and then just stop completely. Let the rest of that potential and talent just sit and go to waste because you were able to hit a goal that you knew you could. Versus hitting that one goal, then setting another one and keep going like that. So that's something that I challenge everybody to do. I challenge you to look at your list of goals. And if you don't have a list of goals, create a list of goals. And then multiply everything by 10. Multiply everything on that list by 10. No matter how crazy it sounds, multiply everything on that list by 10 and just read it every day. Look at it every single day. Because even if your goal is a million now, you multiply that by 10 and make it your new goal, 10 million. At first, yeah, you might not have the mindset. You might know, oh, I'm only doing this because it's part of some exercise. But after two or three weeks of reading that your goal is 10 million every day, you're going to start to believe that your goal is 10 million. You're going to start to believe that that's what you're shooting for. Now you're no longer thinking about one million. You, you, you're just so focused on that 10 because you've been reading it every day. So now when you get that first million, you're excited But before, where you would have got that million, which was your main goal overall, and you would have just got comfortable, went and spent a whole bunch of it and then had to rebuild it back to a million. Now you got a million and you're focused on 10 million because you've been reading every single day that your goal is to make 10 million for so long that you forgot that your original goal was only to make 1 million. And you're happy to have that 1 million. You might have went on a vacation or trip to celebrate that 1 million, but now you're focused on getting that 1 million to ten. You know, and that's, you know, this is just a little deep dive into, you know, how I think I'll have another episode coming soon. Episode three is called Love Your Failures. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory, but what I'll be going into is. Pretty much how failure should never be viewed as a loss, you know, failure is only a loss when you don't learn from it and. That'll be a really good episode, so I really recommend it, especially if you're somebody who really gets down on yourself, who has a tough time when things don't go your way, when you are that person who only plans for the best but doesn't even acknowledge the possibility of the worst. Like I'm a very optimistic person. And most times, more times than not, I I found myself doing that as well. But when I started preparing myself, For the worst case scenarios, but still hoping for the best. I found myself. Being able to do a lot more and not being so emotionally attached to all of these business decisions I was making. Because in the situations that things didn't go my way, I wasn't shocked or surprised by it. And I feel like a lot of people can relate. You know, you've been so focused on this is going to happen that. The one time it doesn't go your way and you experience that negative effect, you are almost like it almost feels life changing because you put in so much energy into only thinking about the good and never even prepared any type of just backup plan for if it went against you. And now you feel lost until you can pick up the pieces and put it all back together where. If in the beginning, you just acknowledged the fact that the negative could have happened and created a plan on if it did. <clears throat> then why you were hoping for the best, even if the worst happened, you wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't feel like your life is shattering. You wouldn't. You might get down a little bit, but you wouldn't be so broken that it takes weeks or months to pick up all the pieces again. And that's where I'm going to end it for tonight. Uh Hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you're able to take something from it like the name of the podcast is Take It or Leave It. So if you weren't, leave it for somebody else. Give it to somebody in your life who you feel like may be able to take advantage of it. And if this episode just ain't hit for you at all, hopefully I can hit for you on something on the next one. But I do appreciate the listen. I love all of you guys and I wish you guys the best in your future endeavors.